contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They're not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Today on the lab report, we're going to talk to Rachel Martin, functional medicine nurse practitioner and friend of the show. We have friends. Yes, we, we do. have friends, Patty. We do. Wow. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. So yesterday's Halloween. Right. And you are in ketosis. That's right. I mean, what kind of planning is that? Well, I thought we were doing it all together. (laughs) Halloween. (laughs) Hello. Hi, Michael Chapman. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Patty Devers? I'm doing good. Is it because you ate all of that candy corn? I have made a substantial dent in my birthday candy corn. Thank you very much. Um, This is a podcast called The Lab Report. It is brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. Thank you very much, Genova. Genova. And it's where we talk about things like specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, functional precision, integrative naturopathic medicine. Wow. That's a lot. It's a a tagline, right? (laughs) And if you're into all of that stuff, Michael just vomited out. Mm. Maybe you could go to iTunes or Spotify and perhaps subscribe Uh to the show, rate, review, leave us some stars. We Uh like that. Uh Do all those things. Mm -hmm. And if you have feedback for us, the hosts, how we're performing, Uh performance review, if you will. What? You can send that info or thoughts to podcast at gdx.net. That's our email address. And if you're a patient interested in Genova testing or connecting with a Genova client, check out connect.gdx.net. Connect with the clients. Yeah. That's a good thing to do. It's very good. You know, I have to say, given the fact that it is now day after Halloween, I think this lull between Halloween and Thanksgiving is one Mm -hmm. of the hardest lulls of the year. In what respect? From a mood perspective? Yeah, like October is so exciting because you're gearing up for Halloween and you're getting all the stuff out. It's our birthdays. Well, narcissistically, sure. But <laughs> then, you know, like the next one you have is Thanksgiving. And I got to say, it it just doesn't live up to either Halloween or you know holiday season. So it's just well, kind of in there and you're like, oh, no, I think it's important. It's an important time of year because then you have to gear up for how busy Thanksgiving and Christmas is. So it's good. Just chill out. Take a nap. It's dark. It's dreary. Just mm, chill. I see, what, I take, see what you're saying. Take a nap. Blow some leaves around. That's right. Looking at you, Joe. <laughs> Got the scariest house in the neighborhood and haven't even put anything up. <laughs> okay, enough of all of that hullabaloo. We have Rachel Martin here today, Michael. Yeah. No, this is going to be good. So, like, I am really excited because um, we talk a little bit about busy life, how that affects uh-huh. your gut-brain axis, and um, I can get down with that. I can relate <laughs> to that. Well, yeah, and she's a, she's a mom to three small kiddos. She's a nurse practitioner in functional medicine, so she gets it, and she's going to help you get it, too. Yeah, I mean, you can never talk about work-life balance enough right. because we don't do it enough. We probably do more talking about it than actually doing That's of it. That's a percent true. <laughs> like, conceptualize <laughs> it. It's like, yeah, I should do that sometime. <laughs> but what I love is Rachel's energy, um, and I'm Pretty sure it's going to come through. So without further ado, why Let's don't bring we just her call her? So Michael Chapman. Patty Devers. We have a new friend. 
Her name is Rachel Martin, and I'm she's here today. I know, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about our new friend, Rachel. Rachel Martin is a functional medicine nurse practitioner. She graduated from Mississippi State University with a degree in biochemistry, then went on to earn a nursing degree from Bon Secours College of Nursing and a master's degree from Gonzaga University. Rachel is also an Institute for Functional Medicine certified practitioner. Rachel's private practice, Root and Ritual Functional Medicine, helps patients get to the root cause of their health concerns using a personalized treatment plan. She's developed a unique community-centered program called Go With Your Gut, addressing mindset, habits, stress, nutrition, sleep, mindfulness, movement, connection, and gut I healing. I like all those things. I know, us too. <laughs> so with that, welcome to the show, Rachel Martin. Hi, Rachel. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor, you guys. Aww. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's always interesting to kind of hear how people went or or arrived at functional medicine. Right. So can you can you talk a little bit about that journey and and how you went from, you know, nurse practitioner school to functional medicine? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I would say my story probably started in nursing school in my mid-20s when I, it, you know, the irony of it, right? You start, you're in a prof- like a healing profession, learning how to help people, and then you neglect your own care. And sure. I was having all like yep. these IBS kind of issues and ultimately it was just thrown, you know, given medication here, have a reflux medication. And I think intuitively, I just knew this doesn't feel right. I'm in my twenties. Like, why am I on like medication for reflux? This makes no sense. And so like most people, I just took to Googling and found a low FODMAP diet, never on my radar before. I never even heard of it. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of systematically started figuring out, Oh, food is really affecting me. And then started exercising more and just kind of improving my lifestyle and found that I started feeling better. And then I finished um, in peace school, had my first baby. And that's when kind of the wheels fell off once again. And it was this, <laughs> yes, it happens, right, right, right. Yeah. It, it, oh, the first baby um, whew, it was kind of a doozy. Mm-hmm. And I, it was right when I started my first job as a nurse practitioner too. It was the, I was working 50 hours a week. I had a new baby. I was pumping. I mean, it was wow. a recipe I'm sure. Right. And thankfully I was with um, working with another doctor who was finishing up his functional medicine certification through IFM as well. And I kind of, I signed up to work with him and he was like, this is what you need to do. Like, this is your path. You need to become certified too. And I, um, and knew Dr. Jensky as well. Dr. Hartman and Dr. Jensky. I know I've, I've really feel honored to have learned from some amazing people who have been supportive. It took me four years to finish my certification through the IFM. And then I birthed my fourth baby, (laughs) this practice. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Had you had any inclination at all towards like anything alternative, like herbs, nutrition growing up, or was it pretty much just sort of like orthodox until you got to school? I mean, my mom was a nurse, but really it was, I grew up on amoxicillin, like a lot of people. And I loved that pink medicine. It was so delicious. (laughs) <laughs> I don't, people who say that I'm like I thought it was so good like and I really had Gross. like my um my dad was in the military so he graduated from college when I was in middle school my mom was a like a sole provider for a while it was whatever they could get on the table mm-hmm. right and I think looking back it's I feel 
I look back on my childhood and feel tired. I'm, I remember just feeling tired. I'm like, my blood sugar was probably right. out of whack and my gut was a wreck. I'm sure right, right. Um, that was never eating vegetables was always um, an emphasis, but none of the other stuff. My family did not know about acupuncture. Chiropractor was odd sounding. Yeah. None right. of that right. was on my radar oh my at goodness. all. Well, we're, we're glad you found your way to us today. <laughs> Me too. But Me that too. being said, so you just mentioned you're, you're a busy mom. You've got small kids and you have yes. a busy medical practice. And we know that there are lots of moms and dads out there who are overwhelmed and stressed, just like you just said, and they don't prioritize their own health. I mean, I, same with me and Michael. We can both tell you the same thing. That's terrible. So how do you address this when you deal with your patients? Because you know they're all stressed. Where do you start? Mm-hmm. So I, I know, I, I understand, you know, the conventional it's funny now I'm, I'm using phrases like conventional functional medicine model and stuff. It's like, does that even make sense? Uh, it does. But, it it does. does. We've does. been around enough to yes. know that exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yes. But right to have a five R protocol to say like when in doubt, start in the gut. Well, one of the pieces of healing and addressing the gut completely is addressing that gut brain piece. And so I've kind of reversed it. And I, I start there first. I start with the gut brain because most of the people who come to me, they are too overwhelmed to launch into a full protocol. And and so a lot of people I'll say, okay, part of what we're going to do is we're just going to focus on sleep. And I want you to do 30 minutes of nothing while we're waiting for your your stool test to come in or something. Mm -hmm. And, And they're like, what do you mean nothing? And I'm like, you, you go from do, do all day and you finish work and you go, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're putting your kids, you know, it's the, the general kid routine of um, bath, books, bed. Right. And then mm-hmm. you go and you sit on your couch with your spouse, you're looking at your phone and the TV at right. the same time. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then you try to go to bed and you never have that, that nut, that that sacred space to like, look at your kids, look at your spouse, your significant other, and just be. Just put the phone down, put all of the the to-dos away and just have that connection. Hmm. And so, and and there's this massive kind of sigh of, at first they're kind of confused. And then I see these people, they have this massive sigh of relief. Like, you're right. That's what I need. I'm Mm. doing too much. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so I kind of encourage them to kind of hold that safe space while we're getting some other things. Let's, let's work on sleep. Let's just do, you know, a, a breathing practice for two minutes, twice a day. And we st- I start with some simple things and then I layer, yeah. but that I mean, that's why I named my practice root and ritual, because I want to get to the root cause. But I also think that our choices, our, our rituals can either promote wellness right. or it can be a snowball rolling down the hill the opposite way. Right. 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 No, it's so critical because so much of what we're talking about is is behavior change medicine. And, and really, mm-hmm. it's so fascinating that people even have to sort of like be told what doing nothing is. I anymore. had you know that what I mean? same it's thought. Like, I was like, yes. for people to look at you sideways when you say just yes. just chill. Right. Like, what? What do you mean? Right. Yeah, sense. So a patient yeah. laughed at me one time and he was like, I can't believe I'm paying you for this. <laughs> and I, well, I think I told him, OK, we're going to eat breakfast and we're going to go to sleep and we're going to have 30 minutes of nothing. And he was like, what? And, right. and then he kind of got on board like, okay. I know, it's like functional medicine and life coaching. 
Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I love it. For sure, for it. sure. Well, and you were talking about the gut-brain connection and, and how important kind of the brain part of that is. But what about the flip side as far as, you know, how important gut health is in other kind of complaints such as mood, hormonal imbalance, weight management, all those things. Um, what's been your experience with that interplay between the GI and, and how that affects these other systems? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people or, or my, you know, most of the people that come to me, a lot of them are coming with Hashimoto's or some sort of autoimmune component. And they were maybe a frog in boiling water and they, they weren't really listening to the signs all along mm -hmm. or, or the symptoms rather all along until they had a full blown diagnosis because it got that bad. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are having fatigue, kind of nonspecific joint pain. Um, I have a lot, I have a lot of people who come to me with rashes hmm, and, yeah. and, and that's where we're focusing on detox pathways. Are you eliminating every day? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sort of thing. So a lot of it is educating them on the connecting pieces between like they've heard the gut is important, quote unquote, all disease begins in the gut, but they haven't really made those connecting pieces of, oh, maybe my anxiety is related to my gut microbiome mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. random hives that I can't explain are related to my gut. And, and that just some of it is um, taking all of those symptoms and giving them kind of a 30,000 foot overview so they understand what's going on in their body. That's what I love doing is validating mm -hmm. because a lot of people are being told, oh, you have anxiety. Here's a, you know, a conventional medication for this. And, and they feel like they're not being heard sure. in that, in that conventional setting. So some of it is just this validation of your body is not betraying you. It's doing exactly what it, what it's supposed to do. It's trying to protect you. Sure. It, it doesn't really um, and that's kind of going into more of cortisol and the gut brain connection of it trying to protect you, but they're, they're having those <clears throat> symptoms from all of the pieces of the, of the different pillars of gut health breaking down. They just can't make sense of it. They just know something's wrong, right. but putting all of it together in a nice package where they can understand it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I find that to be very rewarding for me and for the patient. Yeah, I, I think that's super profound. I, I couldn't agree more with, with this concept of like once people understand that symptoms are not, you know, a, a necessarily a dysfunction, it's the body trying to adapt to something. And so once you figure out what it's trying to adapt to and fix that, then you're, you've got your symptoms hopefully alleviated at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. Well, well, let's take this then into your program go with your gut because it's not just gut healing to your point it's multifactorial so when patients come to your website rootandritualeffectsmed.com and they sign up for go with your gut what happens there um so we have i have modules that that break down the different pillars of gut health so first i give kind of a lay of the land of like, why would you even care about healing your gut? What are the symptoms like? So I want them to kind of start making those connecting points. And then um, some really fun things since I've been working with people in the program, I have a planner that's rolling out in the next week or so, which will be weeks once this is actually released, <laughs> but um, to, to kind of help people track and I walk them through an elimination diet and I walk them through the different things that you need to do to heal your gut. But the first piece is the stress management piece. Mm. 
of which, you know, if you, if you're thinking IFM, we're kind of working in the bottom of the matrix, Mm -hmm. those kind of things that people can actually leverage because I'll give you, I'll give you an example. The person who actually inspired the whole program was, because remember, I've been in family practice for years. I've right. been doing functional medicine in 15-minute visits for yeah, years. It's amazing. Right? And, and so I would order tests, and I love labs. I love, right, GIFX. I'm getting all these tests. I'm getting these labs back, and I write a whole page. Here's everything you need to do. I figured it out. I know how to help you like heal your body. And then they come back a month later and they're like, I got really overwhelmed and I didn't do anything. And and so I feel like that's where this program began. It was, okay, I need to help people calm down their nervous system first, kind of get their brain functioning so they can. And and then I walk them through this stepwise plan, but we also have the container of support and accountability. So I, we do regular um, twice a month group coaching calls. I have a nutritionist. She's there. She's wonderful. And um, we, we all get together and we, sometimes we do uh, last week we did um, like a positive psychology exercise together. And, and then I'm there like what's going well, what's not going well. And then we also have a private community. I chose not to do Facebook. I just didn't want to, but we have a <laughs> private community where they can get together and um, support one another. And when I saw that happening, somebody posting a question, I really need help with this. And it wasn't just me responding. It was other people. That's when you're like, wow, Yay. I've created something like they're not just looking to me. They're looking to one another. Like, cause if you're doing these sorts of functional medicine things, you, you're kind of rogue Yeah, and right. It's, right. it's hard to stay consistent. I think I think that's the whole purpose of this is functional medicine is amazing at getting to the root cause where we fall short is supporting people and implementing those changes that we want them to make yeah. follow through. Yeah. Right. And that's right. I mean, that's the whole game right there, because we're t- asking people to do some of the hardest things we've mm-hmm. ever asked them to do from a behavior change standpoint. And stress management, I think, is top of the list difficult sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like either the the treatments that we're asking them to do are rather unfamiliar, you know, if it's not like take this nutraceutical or something like that. So from a stress management perspective, I mean, what is, what's kind of your approach from an uh, assessment and an intervention place? You mentioned kind of the 30 minutes of doing nothing, but are there other things that you tend to see are patterns with people? Um, yeah, so I, I tend to lump it into like a morning routine and evening routine, and then some kind of like SOS help if you're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. So given instructions on some breathing techniques and some kind of vagus nerve things that they can implement. But one of my offerings is first, we're going to start with an evening routine, something to calm you down. And it might just be five minutes. So I give options. Uh, I, you know, people are always like, just tell me what to do. I'm like, I can, (laughs) but, but what if you like, I'm going to more, let's, let's build your toolbox. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so here are your options for things that I think will help calm down your nervous system, whether that's affirmations, a gratitude journal, meditation of some sort. And then what can you actionably, like what's realistic for you, right? Mm-hmm. If you are eight months postpartum, you're not going to make a 30 minute evening routine. That's just not, that's just not realistic, but maybe you can do a gratitude journal before bed or something. And let's start with an evening routine, get you 
ready for sleep. Let's get some good sleep. Then we can add your morning routine. Cause if we start with your morning routine, like who's going to be, if you're not getting great sleep, if you're just wake up and all you think about are all the things you need to do, right. <laughs> like you're just going to start doing things and never take that time to start the day on your terms. Yeah. Um, so, so I like starting in the evening and then I have, um, like a whole, I have lessons on, um, productivity and time management, kind of reframing some things there and uh, prepping the night before, right? Even, even it it might sound so trivial, but the people who I help um, and we say, okay, let's just get two things meal prepped for the week. And then every night I want you to write down your to-do list. I want you to get your coffee or your, I'm not like anti-coffee completely over here either. Um, get your coffee pot ready, get your lunch, the kids' lunches packed, just like a few key things. And then they just start the day in a much better place. Yeah. And it, it's just those things that they need somebody to tell them to do. So I, I kind of go beyond here, take these supplements here, um, eat this food. It's no, because those are the people who are coming to me. They're, they're pulled in so many different directions that we have to talk about mindset. We have to talk about, do you even feel like you're worthy enough to have alone time or self-care or to ask for those things to get your needs met? Yeah. You know, yeah. we go, I ask difficult questions and, and I do, I, I make people, uncomfortable sometimes with some of the things we talk about, but that's how they, that's how they ultimately get better and stay, stay well. But I also love that you built a community around that. So it's not just you, Mm -hmm. it's support from others, but you touched on it briefly. How do you use testing? I mean, you mentioned GIFX, which we know is the back daddy best test ever in the history of functional medicine. Mm -hmm. So how do you use that in your practice? So in my practice, I do, um, I determine what people need. And, and sometimes I can go like, okay, is, is this a situation where you just love data and you want data and that will motivate you because then, okay, let's do the, let's do a, you know, six point salivary cortisol with the car and the DHEA, and then let's do a stool test. Do you need a NutriVal? Those are probably that and the SIBO test. Those are my four kind of go-to tests. Mm -hmm. And I do individualize it because this is also my thought. Okay. Maybe I'm concerned that you have bloating and you have a SIBO dynamic. Well, what if we start implementing some stress management tips? Will that improve? And will your microbiome with diet changes and mindfulness, will that rebalance? Because I don't want to just be chasing tests. I don't right. think that that, and, and I also think for some people, tests can be detri- like, they're so focused on it that they're missing the big picture. And then they just think they're never going to get better. Or I don't know, does that make sense yes, at all? What, yes. I'm, what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. I and- feel like I'm not putting into words eloquently. I think, <laughs> no, I think sometimes it can be supportive for, for people. And it's absolutely a part of my um, a part of my treatment and like assessment plan, but I don't order them out of the gates on everybody. There have been people where, where we just talk about lifestyle changes because they're not even doing that. If I just order tests and I treat based off those tests, how am I any different from conventional medicine? Mm -hmm. Excellent Mm -hmm. point. Excellent point. And you're right. There are those patients where having that data is very compelling to them and is motivating for that for them for behavior change. But I, I, I think you said it very eloquently, Rachel. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we often say, you know, 
when we're talking with clinicians too, is like, if you always expect what you get as results for the test, then you don't need to run the test. Like we that, run. Yes. Yes. I have found that to be true. Yes. Um, now the stool test sometimes will show me things. I'm like, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But I've ordered less and less um, cortisol tests on people because I'm like, I can tell you what it, what it says right now. Let's save, <laughs> let's save the money. I want, you, I want you to buy two acupuncture sessions instead. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And that's also part of the, the family practice bit where we're, you know, on the boots on the ground, working with real people, helping them where to navigate, you know, not only just their physical health, but financial health is a part of that too. And if we're asking Absolutely. them to do supplementation and all these different things, you know, we've got to be cognizant of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's, I think too, um, it, it, it is hard as a new business owner to have this. I have a core value of I, I want functional medicine to be accessible to people. That is why I made this program. Not everyone can afford to work one on one and nor does everyone I feel like need to work one on one and have this kind of individualized time. Um, I want to eventually offer an optional stool test as part of the program. Um I know there are a lot of providers who have kind of similar programs who do that. And I think that that will help um, help maybe a small percentage of people who maybe wouldn't have taken a certain supplement and now they're going to benefit and they'll actually learn from it and understand, you know, a lot of people come to me and they're like, I don't understand why I feel bad. I'm doing everything right. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, well, what, well, what are you doing? And they're like, intermittent fasting, keto and high intensity interval training. Like I don't understand why I don't feel amazing. And I'm like, Oh, that's probably, probably too much for you. Right. (laughs) Well, I I will say you are a breath of fresh air because you, you do, you're, you come off it and your core values are that of not the conventional functional medicine practitioner, Mm -hmm. although that sounds ridiculous, but (laughs) I, 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 I I totally get where you're coming from. And so We're so grateful that you came on the show and we're going to encourage all of our listeners to check out your practice, Root and Ritual Functional Medicine. And of course, I have one more thought and question, too, because we touched on this a couple of times. But what what can we do for the moms out there? I mean, it's well, so Rachel's a busy mom. <laughs> like she's got the answer. It's so difficult, and and you know, dads too. Just parents. Uh, these kids. I swear to God, maybe I'm on something <laughs> because they brought home. I've been sick for like three weeks because they just keep bringing things home. Yes, and I, I, knows, I haven't been here. I sound terrible today. Biohazard left. <laughs> a week ago, I sounded just like you <laughs> for my third starting daycare. We've been sick twice in the past month. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think. So, so this is my thought, kind of what I'm coming to realize is, first of all, some of these expectations are absolutely ridiculous. And I, like back to school, multiple gifts for teachers, back to school and all these like week long dress up here, there, every, so some of it is just societal pressure that I just am like, we are not, I'm not doing some of this. I'm just saying no. I, I think that we have to as a society be like lower all of our expectations because it's too much. Mm-hmm. It, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, and then I, th- I think just asking for help, that being a community thing of how are you No, how are you really? Mm-hmm. And how can I, how can I be there for you? Or how can I lighten your load or what do you need of, of showing up for one another? I think a lot of people think we're, they're just kind of suffering alone and everyone else has it together. And 
probably in the real reality of it is none of us really have it together. Right. But can can we all come and be honest about it? Right. And Aww. show what's working for what like, hey, this is okay. Case in point, I just had a dinner the other night with some other healthcare friends. There were like two chiropractors, an occupational therapist, an acupuncturist, and myself. And we spent 30 minutes talking about an app for um meal lime for like meal planning. And mm. and that's we spent 30 minutes talking about how that would help two of them use it. And they're like, it's changed my life. And it's stuff like that. Sharing with other moms, what helps you streamline Mm -hmm. and and systematize things so that it's easy. That is to me, that is, that's the problem in sourcing and talking to a lot of people. What is, what are your biggest stressors? It's the day-to-day tasks that are overwhelming that take up all of this brain space. So that is, what I liked too to post on social media and some of my other things are, Hey, this has been really helpful for me. You should, you should try this system or this process of even for me, I do laundry twice a week and I literally don't think about it any other day. It doesn't take up mental real estate. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I couldn't agree more with the normalization part of it too. I mean, like, you know, when Patty comes by the house, it's always like, Look, it's a disaster. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. going to be a and disaster. It it's, it's, it's stuff it is. is always breaking yeah. and falling apart faster than we can fix anything, and that's just yes. the way it is. Yeah. So yeah, the the, the laundry police are not going to come get you. Um, it's okay to honor whatever season you're in. So if you're in a season like me, I have three kids, six and under. It is what it is. Yeah. It not you. You have to. Um, I remember that period of time where I was working 50 hours as a new nurse practitioner and I had a newborn and I, my husband's like, I think maybe you should go like talk to somebody. And I went to see a therapist and it's funny. I only saw her one time. Cause I felt like she was that good. She was like 80%. I'm like, what, what do you mean? She's like 80% in every area you are expecting too much of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that she was like, iron your pants, 80% show up as a wife, 80% show. And it will be good enough. Yeah. And that was just what she, I need to like find her and reach out to her and be like, you have no idea <laughs> six years later, the profound impact you had on me that I just allowed myself to not be perfect in every area. Yeah. Excellent yeah. advice. That's great advice. I for love sure. it. What a fun interview. It was fun <laughs> talking to Rachel. But again, we'll we encourage all listeners to check out Rachel Martin's practice, Root and Ritual, Ritual Functional Medicine. But yeah. because you listen to this show, Rachel, mm. you oh, know I that know. we do have one <laughs> last question that I'm going to kick to Michael Chapman. I know. And it sounds I'm so like- excited. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. So I was thinking, I was going back in my head, and I, was, I, I wanted to dig up an old one, just kind of a throwback, because you mm. might be familiar. And uh, it didn't get a lot of legs, but... I was wondering how you feel about soup and do you, do you like it? And if you do, do you have a favorite soup? Okay. I love soup. Yes. Do I have a favorite soup? Hmm. Hmm. I do. Okay. There's this one that I've made in the past, like a, um, like a whole 30 Zupa Toscana kind of one. It has a lemon in it. That sounds fancy. It's like sauce it. It's not, it's not fancy. It's so easy. It's like potatoes, kale, sausage, lemon juice, and broth. And maybe onions kind of thing. No, I love soup. I am one of those weirdos (laughs) that um, my husband will be like, what are you doing? It's June. And I'm like, soup. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, yes, I, I love like soup. The fall, the winter, that's good. That's soup season right. to me. I mean, like, it is. Chilies and, and all, yes. all the root vegetables. Like, we're getting into it. I'm no. ready. No, Rachel's but, saying every season is soup season. That's fair. Every se- yes, that's every fair. season is soup season. And what a gift to the mothers. Make yourself soup on a Sunday and eat that for lunch the rest of the week. No and doubt. it's it's fine. Great no it's going to be great. Advice. Yeah. Great advice. Sure. What's your favorite soup? Uh, Ooh, I have nice, this, Michael. Yeah, I have this Mediterranean lentil soup. Um, it's like red lentils and, uh, you know, a lot of like the lemon spices and, uh, the, the cumin and, and a lot of those flavors, you know, just very fresh vegetables, carrots, onions, that sort of thing. Um, but that soup that actually my wife makes a soup very similar to what you're talking about, the, the sausage and kale combo with the potatoes. It's, mm-hmm. it's so easy and it's so great. Well, I will say this. I feel Wait. like it was a Pinterest thing that maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Rachel just had a really cool name for it. I think that's why it sounded so fancy. Yeah. Well, oh, no, was. I didn't. I don't even know if I said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded great. It sounded amazing. <laughs> Well, Rachel Martin, thank you so much for coming on the show, and hopefully we, you'll agree to come back again soon. Yes, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. See, Michael? See what? Rachel backed up exactly what we were talking about earlier in this episode, the need to just chill. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> and I really appreciate this, just having that normalization uh-huh. around expectations being way too high. For, yes. for parents and for mm-hmm. people and just for like what we're expected to do on a regular day-to-day basis. I mean, we need to like reevaluate this because it's just nonsensical. It's too much. It is too much. But I also like... I'll, re- give, you, I'll give you an example, right? So Halloween was yesterday Kay. and you spend all this time getting the kids costumes together and all this sort of stuff. And then we get a note from the school that's like, oh, by the way, on Halloween, the kids can dress up. However, they have to dress up as a book character. Oh, come on. And it's like... Oh, you want With me to one do day's you, you want me to do a second costume now? Like <laughs> no, not having it. Nonsense. Not having it. But I like how Rachel very simply breaks that down to say, just sit. And I can only imagine the looks of mm, yeah. horror that she gets. Like, what? What does that mean? Just stare at the ball. Yeah, I love it. For I four love hours. It so much. Yeah. Well, I started to do that now. Hmm. Is it helping? Yeah, look. I'm the most chill, non stressed person you've ever met. Mm, you're so chill. <laughs> Next time on The Lab Report, Dr. Brian Derby. Yeah, we're digging into the microbiomics, whole genome sequencing, and more gut health. Oh, yeah, man. There's so much data. Get your data hats on. That's right. It's going to blow them off. Yep. You can put it back on again. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Okay, I'm shocked, Michael Chapman. Shocked by what? It, it was Halloween yesterday, and you have told me in the past that the cackling witch is your favorite sound effect. Uh-huh. I thought it would be throughout this entire episode. Well, sometimes less is more. You know what uh. I mean? Sometimes you just really got to be... Diligent or (laughs) precise about when to implement the witch cackle.